0: I'm Lou, and this is the Lucid Human Podcast. This podcast features interviews with artists, advocates, self healers, and professionals. Each episode will focus on one topic with a mindful, healthful perspective, ranging from dancing to practicing magic growing food, or growing connection with our bodies, there is so much to discuss and share. This podcast helps listeners understand their lives in deeper ways, challenge the status quo, and embrace alternative ideas in more nuanced and practical ways. Our guest is Meredith M. Schoff. She is a sustainability nerd, a greener community advocate, and a personal practitioner of the zero waste lifestyle. I have learned so much from her just by being in her presence, and I think you will too. I'll let you introduce yourself a bit more. Sure.
1: My name is Meredith, and I currently live here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I am working as a social media manager and content strategist for a PR company that does a lot of work with renewable energy developers. So I'm, I'm constantly you know, reading articles about sustainability and just have always been really interested in zero waste lifestyle and just sustainability in general. So awesome. thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for
0: being here. So you do a lot of amazing things not only in your work but also in your personal life. I was wondering how did you first hear about less waste lifestyle or at least how did you first get inspired or get started?
1: So I think when I was like in middle school and in high school, I was always really interested in making my own products just for fun. I had all these books I was like DIY face masks and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then As I got older, like especially in college, I was really more interested in that on a broader scale. So then I got really into making my own laundry detergent and making my own shampoo just for fun. And I didn't really even think about the sustainability aspects of all of that. And I think I was on Pinterest looking for like DIY recipes and then the term zero waste popped up. and I had never heard of that before. So I started digging around and doing some more research and I found some really nice videos about zero waste and people who collect their trash in jars and I was just very inspired by it and I was like oh I'm like kind of doing this now but I could be doing it on such a broader scale you know I had never I grew up in a really small town so I hadn't even heard of bulk shopping before I had no idea what buying in bulk even meant so I had a lot to learn but I was very inspired by the whole zero waste movement I yeah. still am.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I Yeah, I remember seeing that video of the trash in the jar and being like, whoa, that's extreme, but I could probably get close to that. Exactly. What are some things you find really difficult um, without packaging?
1: I think one of the hardest things to find is tofu. For me, I don't buy meat, and um, I don't really eat meat in general, but I really love tofu And I know I've seen around, you know, the U.S. that there are some co-ops that sell bulk tofu, but locally there's just not an option like that for me. And so I've tried to scale down on how much tofu I buy, and I'm trying to limit soy for my diet anyway, so it's been going pretty well just avoiding tofu and plastic. But other than that, chips. It's really hard to find chips without any packaging, Um, but it's just something you learn. You know, if you really want to splurge, then you just... You add it to your trash, and if, you know, hopefully you can learn to live without. Um, What else? Ice cream, popsicles. Mm. (laughs) I don't really buy those, but um, something else came to my mind.
0: Mm. I find that things sometimes... And we all know that Amazon is not the best company to support, but there's some things that, and I stress this on my website, you know, it is most accessible for some folks who don't have access to places where you could buy, like this microphone, for example, that I'm using right now. I would have spent a lot more money... And I just don't have those types of resources at the moment.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just buying things online, it's like so convenient and it's so easy and a lot of times it is cheaper. But then like I just bought this foam roller set and then everything was individually wrapped in plastic. So those are fails that I have all the time just for convenience.
0: Yeah, and to our listeners, I think it's important as we're trying to do zero waste to keep in mind that zero is not quite possible. That's more of an inspiration, but that less waste is the goal and mindfulness. Just being aware of like, oh, snap, now I've got this plastic. What am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Or even when I was teaching our kids what sometimes we would say, you need to keep your plastic waste if you're going to get this candy. And they would find such creative ways to reinvent it. So just making people more aware is really powerful. What types of changes have you seen since you've gone less waste?
1: And Well, I think I've just been more um, aware of what food I want and like what I really actually want. You know, before I started all this, I love chips so much and I was buying chips every time I went to the grocery store or I was buying ice cream at the grocery store and I think Like, step one is just limiting all of that. Like, I think how I first started, like, keeping track of my trash is I would have it, like, laying out on the counter. And I would say, okay, I'm throwing away chips. I'm throwing away chip bags. I'm throwing away plastic packaging. Um, How can I move forward and not use these next time? So then the next time you go to the grocery store, you say, okay, well, these are what comes in plastic that I'm throwing away. So can I live without them? And so finding good ways to just... Say, okay, do I really, really want chips? And Mm. then slowly you just stop. And I think it's made me a lot healthier overall, limiting packaging food. Packaged food is obviously like a great thing for the body. So I've gone so much healthier, and that's a great, great thing.
0: So, speaking of shopping, what kind of advice or what do you bring to the grocery store or just out into the world to? produce less waste
1: so I think my whole like grocery shopping strategy I have a big strategy and it always starts like probably like a Sunday morning I'll meal plan for all my meals for the week um you know breakfast lunch and dinner and then you know you calculate in your leftovers make a big list of everything you need to buy and then I calculate how many bulk bags I need to bring with me so I'll say okay I'm getting usually once a month I'd say I stock up on all the big bulk stuff so beans lentils you know cashews almonds so I sometimes I'm spending like a lot all at once and that's kind of Mm -hmm. how bulk shopping is it's like a big investment you know once a month but then weeks after that it's just you know going for produce and fresh things like that so definitely keeping a list of um, everything you need to buy so you can get the correct amount of bags and you don't um, underestimate what you're buying so then you don't have to be in a pinch and say oh crap I forgot a bag so now I have to use this plastic bag or you're like oh I don't want to use a plastic bag so I just won't get it and then you have to drive back to the store so I think Mm -hmm. planning ahead is like the best thing you can do when grocery shopping and usually I have my goal like every Saturday night to have an empty fridge so I have no food waste so I love to start clean at the end of the week Sunday is my grocery store day go to the store and stock up and then just repeat the cycle. That sounds like such a great structured strategy. I'm a Capricorn, so (laughs) I am a planner. (laughs) Yes, yes, me and my air
0: sign, just going and seeing what's there and winging it. But that's a really good strategy. I, I should probably try that a bit more planned. So... Do you have any, like, groups or community platforms? Because sometimes it can feel a bit isolating to do this alone. Like, I know a lot of my friends are still stuck in buying things just in plastic. Like, if we, if they want to go out to dinner, I'll bring containers. And there feels like there's a bit of pushback at times. Even if I bring extra containers for them, they're like, oh, I don't want it to be a big deal, I'm embarrassed, things mm-hmm. like
1: that. So it seems helpful to find a community definitely. I think, well, since I have only been living in Milwaukee for a year, as soon as I moved here, I was, like, really wanting to find some like-minded people and groups to connect with things like zero waste and sustainability, and right away I found a group called Zero Waste NKE, and I think most cities probably have, like, a zero waste Facebook group, but this group was really great in starting out. Like, people would post, where can I get this in bulk? Where can I get this in bulk? And I was like, you know, I have not been able to find, you know, maple syrup in bulk. Anyone have any ideas? And I was new to the city, so people were commenting all the time um, answers, and they're working on actually putting together a mass bulk list. So a big, like, Google Doc that's, you know, an active, ever-changing document of all things that you can buy in bulk in the city and where to find them, which I think is really cool because we have... Two different co-ops like co-op chain I guess there's multiple co-ops of one specific chain and then another co-op and then of course like your basic grocery stores that have things in bulk so there's all kinds of places to go but everywhere has different things um, and different prices as well so it's nice to have a couple like a mass list to compare so that's been really great and also on that site I was able to connect with someone who had a vermicompost And he was willing to give me a bunch of worms to start my own vermicompost. So I've just had a lot of luck with um, those Facebook groups.
0: Mm, That's awesome. And as you mentioned compost, that makes me think about, like, how should people start changing the way that they create waste? Compost might be one of them, but what other advice do you have?
1: Um, I think starting as, like doing as much as you're comfortable with i think an easy way to start is like obviously bringing your own grocery bags to the store and bringing your own produce bags so just stop using those plastic produce bags at the store plan ahead bring your own stuff um so that's easy you know a reusable water bottle is like the easiest thing i tell people to do if they're like i don't know where to start and i'm like are you still buying bottled water because in my mind i think Who's still buying bottled water these days? But then I go to the store and I see people and I see, you know, on social media, people drinking bottled water. So I'm like, I know people are still doing Mm -hmm. it, but that's an easy way to start. And even just like um, being a positive resource for a lot of people, like my family has been like very curious, but haven't made any changes that I thought And then I just saw them for the first time in a couple months and my mom was bringing her own reusable containers when we were going out to eat and my sisters had switched to like a menstrual cup and so things like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, if you talk about these things, it maybe seems like people aren't listening or people don't know where to start. But the more you talk about it, people really do catch on and they, it just takes like they need to push.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. And at times it almost feels like sharing makes other people feel guilty about their waste Mm -hmm. but what kind of things would you suggest people do with that energy where they might feel guilty of like oh man I am producing this trash like are there any things like maybe picking up trash or or just like smaller things if you can't really go full all in
1: yeah I think well something I personally struggle with is like Sometimes I don't like talking about the positive things I'm doing because I really hate making other people feel bad about the waste that they're producing. And then sometimes I have moments where I'm like, wait, people are wanting to make a change. And so when I have like a plastic fail, um, I just try to reuse as many things as I can. So like we were talking about earlier things that you buy in plastic still, like giant things of vinegar they're Mm -hmm. in plastic and they're so much cheaper and way bigger than the glass bottles and so I'm always like okay I could spend more money on a tinier thing or just get the big thing in plastic and so I like to reuse everything I can and then if I'm still like having these guilt trips you know I just journal a lot about it and I do like to go to the to Lake Michigan the lake here in Milwaukee and pick up trash I think that's something that helps me feel really connected and especially because a couple times when I'm picking up trash on the lake people are very inspired by it they'll stop and they'll say thank you so much for doing that like it's really nice to know people still care and so it's really nice to have those moments
0: yeah Well, I'm already feeling very inspired, and so I just want to say thank you again for being on this podcast, and hopefully our listeners out there are also feeling a bit of inspiration. Um, If you check out lucidhuman.com, I have um, how to start your own compost, so that's one great way for people to start reducing waste and... Can you tell us a little bit about composting? Because I know you also live in an apartment. And so for a lot of people, they think, oh, I have this small space. I don't even have a yard. What can I do?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think a really great way for people to get started, especially if you are gardening or you have indoor plants. Like, It's such a great way to um, help your plants and save money. So we at my apartment, we have two separate... Two different ways we compost so our first way is our vermicompost and I can send you a link of a great video or if you have the same video for a vermicompost but yeah it's basically worms so we have like 500 red wiggler worms in our closet and they basically are vegans and they eat our food scraps so um, we have a like stainless steel bin under our sink that we put food in Um, And then every 10 days, we empty it and feed the worms, but, um, you know, being, like, mostly plant-based people, we have a lot of food scraps. And so a lot of times, we can't feed the worms everything we have, or we have, like, citrus peels, things we don't want to feed the worms, or, like, onions. So the other thing we do with our compost is, um, in Milwaukee, we have an organization called Compost Kids, and they have a giant, like industrial, not industrial, I guess it's just a small, like localized compost site. So you drop off the compost and it's volunteer based and they have people that, you know, mix up the compost and then you can get it for free at the end of the season And when they have stuff to pick up. And it's actually really close to where we live, so we keep like a big paper sack in our freezer and then we just fill it up and then when it gets full we put it in a bucket bike over to the compost place and drop it off and we have only been doing that for probably two months and I think that's made a really big difference because like I said our worms don't eat everything so we were having some leftover scraps and so it's really nice to have this as an option as well.
0: Wow yeah and I'm sure You could probably just search compost near me and find a lot of different groups like that. Absolutely, it's a really big trend. Well, do you have any book recommendations for us?
1: (laughs) I did when I was switching over. um, I guess this was probably almost a year ago. I got fixated on you know getting rid of hormonal birth control and moving to like a more natural sustainable method and for me that was called the fertility awareness method and I think that was a huge part of my like sustainability movement and the book that I read that helped me out with that is called taking charge of your fertility so I would recommend that book to anyone who's fed up with hormonal birth control Um, I read a book recently called the uninhabitable earth which was a really interesting climate science book but the more I reflect on it it was kind of like sad it was it was it was more sad than inspiring um just about the future of our planet um and so I had a lot of mixed feelings like am I happy that I read this book you know, it taught me a lot, but on the other hand, it was kind of grim and really dark,
0: Mm -hmm. and so,
1: I mean, if you're interested in the science, I think I would recommend that, but it's not for the faint of heart. Eco-anxiety is a very real thing, and it can trigger a lot of that, for sure.
0: Yeah, so thank you again for coming on my podcast and we'll actually talk more about um just how connected this is with other lifestyle you mentioned it being connected to like fertility and our cycles and so we'll save that for another episode but thank you all for listening check out lucidhuman.com and i'll send those links thank you
1: thank you Bye. bye